Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My life is driven by numbers. Once the numbers make sense, we just go for it. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum, and in this episode, we continue the conversation with Philip Brock, successful property investor and author of Creating Property Wealth in Any Market. Keep listening to see how Brock utilizes his gift for understanding numbers to ensure he secures the best deals in terms of deciding which properties are worth investing into. In the previous episode, we delved into Brock's successful property investment journey of owning 14 properties worth a total of $10 million in the current market. I looked at the numbers, uh, they made sense and you know, I said, okay, if what, and, and, I, and I ran quite a, a lot of scenarios, what if I lose my tenant, what if interest rate go up, etc. So I've got obviously my spreadsheets and stuff like that. So I could, I could see where my worst case scenario was and my best case scenario was and you know, once once you're comfortable with what the numbers are telling you, uh, it was just a matter of going for it. And, and experience has proved that um, I wasn't far off in, in any of the projections I've made, except for that retirement property, where the cash flow was fine. It was just that there was no capital growth. Brock sought out the trusting advice of a property investment agent early on. This mentorship gave him the confidence to take advantage of his background in numbers. I was lucky enough when I started looking for properties on the Gold Coast, you know, when I was on a shopping spree, I came across an agent there who was um, specializing in selling investment properties. He certainly knew what he was talking about and we got a good relationship because we were talking the same language, which was the language of numbers. So I got quite friendly with him and uh, he helped me to understand and, and, and avoid some of the traps. Um, and, and apart from that, then it was just a matter of... Um, uh, sort of learning from experience there. It is clear that Brock had a vantage point of understanding the mathematics behind property investment. Along with this, years upon years of hands-on experience has given him a wealth of knowledge to build a property portfolio. Is you want to grow um, a portfolio that has got capital growth. Capital growth is what's going to make you rich. But in the meantime, if you hold a portfolio of properties, you want also to make sure your cash flow is not going to kill you. So, um, and when the, the biggest ingredient in terms of making your cash flow reasonable is, is depreciation uh, because it's a non-cash item that actually allows you to actually claim real cash tax dollars back from the ATO. So it's a quite an important one. 
And if you, if I can just take a vague example, you, you buy a half a million dollar property and it's a brand new one, you know, and you've got um, $11,000 worth of depreciation every year, your cash flow uh, might be about, you know, $20 cash flow positive if you borrow, say, 80%. Um, but if you buy this property, um, let's assume the same property is a very, very old one, so old that there's no depreciation, your cash flow becomes minus 3000 um, a year, right? As opposed to plus $1,000 if it's a brand new one. And if you buy um, a second-hand property that, say, is one year old or two years old or three years old, um, your cash flow is between these two numbers. So you might be about you know, $2,000 cash flow negative. So it's, if you've got five properties and they all cost you $2,000, um, it's going to become a problem. So to me, the, the events of the last few years have dictated what makes more sense. So what you want is a brand new property. You try to avoid apartments, so that means you're pretty much restricted to houses. Um, and if you want to get a, um, you either get a brand new house that had no owners before and, and, or, or a house and land package, for instance, would work. Um, the good thing about house and land package is that also you got reduced stamp duty because you only pay stamp duty on the land. So there's good reasons to think that house and land packages these days are um, probably the way to go for, for a savvy investor uh, who is conscious of his numbers. Looking back at his property investment journey, Brock shares some of his best advice he would give to his past self. Really, really understand your numbers before you make any decisions and follow, follow the mainstream advice as far as um, the, the classic advice like you don't want to buy in the middle of nowhere, you want to buy commutable distance from a, a major center um, uh, to make sure that you, you, you're, um, you're taking care of your risk management. Reflecting on his passion for property investment and how opportunities can arise out of the blue, Brock recalls his strategy behind smart investment decisions. I'm at the stage where I'm saying, okay, now maybe we should start selling some, but it's, I don't want to start selling them while I'm still having an active income because I'm just increasing the amount of taxes I'm paying and I don't really need financially to sell them. So I think it's a question of waiting until I've retired and then slowly get rid of them. Although the land tax is one component of his property acquiring strategy, Brock resorts to the fundamentals of property investment to safeguard his financial decisions. Until recently, the type of property wasn't that important to me, um, providing it was in a good location and had a proven track record of capital growth. But recently, the two things that happened is that, number one, um, APRA got involved um, and ASIC got involved into um, sorting out the banks. Um, which, as a result, um, especially for apartments, banks are becoming a lot more cagey in lending to apartments, you know, high-rise buildings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And some banks are actually closing postcodes, so that got me a bit wary about apartments, uh, over and above the fact that there's a certain oversupply in Melbourne and in, in Brisbane. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into the habits he implements more um, a monthly habit which is to uh, I've got a massive spreadsheet with all my properties and all the key numbers the plan he outlines in his book the book is essentially articulated around the four stages of investing the strategy he uses to help his clients because of my background in corporate finance I'm 
the, the way I, I do my business is by explaining the facts to people and, and then let them make up their mind. And that's next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investment. Western Australia is tipped to be the next property hotspot. If you're looking to invest and build in WA, take advantage of the affordable land market and record build times with Plunkett Homes. Visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash build to find out why they are WA's most established home builder. With over 150 years of experience, Plunkett Homes helps you develop turnkey homes across WA. To get your fixed price demolition or site works and to maximize profits and minimize time, visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash build. And now back to the show. Looking at the nuts and bolts behind Brock's property investment process, he shares with us his routine habits for keeping on top of the logistics side of things. It's not a daily habit, it's more um, a monthly habit, which is to... Uh, I've got a massive spreadsheet with all my properties and all the key numbers in there and I, and I, measure, um, I measure everything every month and look how much debt I've managed to pay down, uh, look at what, how the properties are performing, etc., etc., um, the reason I'm doing that, and I've done that from day one, um, is that if, if you imagine go back in time when I bought my first seven properties, um, because you know you, you just bought the properties, there was no equity in there, so you've got all that amount of debt. Of, of course, you've got the assets on the other side, so you know you, you know your debt. If worst case scenario, you you know something happens, you, you could sell the whole lot and get most of your money back, but you're still a bit worried. Um, and you have to wait for two to three years to see that you, you know the equity is actually substantially increasing. And you know if you're not using it to buy another property, then you can see you, your equity um, growing, and, and then that helps you sleep at night, knowing that you're on the right track. Um, and if you take equity out to the next property, that's also a very good sign because it means you you know you, you're executing your plan. So it, it's it's just keeping tab of the numbers and making sure you. Overall, um, you're not you're not feeling that you're losing money, and and that's and that you're, you're you're on target to achieve your your numbers, so that by the time you retire, you'll be you'll be fine. For those investors who work on structured guidelines, Brock's book on creating property wealth in any market outlines a four-stage plan to get you well on your way. The book is essentially articulated around the four stages of investing. And it's about, um, you know, in stage one is essentially the, the plan or the phase one is the, is the planning phase where you have to sit down, understand how it works. And what you need to understand is how much money do you need to get into a property? Um, how much money is a property going to cost you while you hold it? And how do you make money at the end? Um, also understand your financial situation, how many, what's your borrowing capacity, which is pretty much how many properties can you buy, um, how much deposit or equity have you got at your disposal, are you ready to use that for an investment property, etc., etc. So the first phase is really planning, understanding, and, and getting comfortable with the idea of investing in property. Then uh, the second phase, if you want, is what I call the accumulation phase. Once 
once you've understand and you've understood the concept and you're happy to go forward, then you start accumulating um, properties into your portfolio until you reach your target. And that can be very quick or it can be very long. Patience, quite literally, can be turned into a virtue in Brock's case. If they already own their home, obviously they can tap into the equity in their home. And, and if it's substantial equity, you can go a bit faster. Uh, but uh, So there is a certain amount of time you need to accumulate a certain number of properties. And then you get into the third phase, which is essentially the transition phase. And the transition phase is probably the best one, means you do nothing. Because during the accumulation phase, every time you build up equity in a property, you extract it to buy in the next one. So essentially, you might have a property portfolio of five or six properties, but you've got no equity because every time you get some, you just extract it to buy the next one. So at some point, you need to stop buying because you need time to build up equity in your portfolio. The transition phase can, can be fairly long, depending on what the goals are. And then the final phase, which is the, um, the drawdown phase, is you know, how do you monetize all that equity you've built up in your portfolio? Um, obviously, you can't touch that equity until you sell the property or, or you borrow against it. But when you get to retirement, you've got various um, choices. So in the book, we cover the, the three main choices. Uh, one, you sell the whole portfolio, accept the fact you have to pay taxes, obviously pay the banks back, see what's left. And is that going put that in a bank account? And hopefully that will generate enough interest or cash, a cash flow that, that is income stream that, that you want. Brock describes this last stage as a sort of juggling act because it is unpredictable what your circumstances will be like at the point of retirement. If during the transition phase, you've got excess cash, you can always start reducing your debt. So by the time you retire, the equity in cash um, will actually be greater. Uh, in which case, you know, your, your portfolio will become cash flow positive as you pay the debt down. Um, and if this income stream is sufficient for your purpose in, on retirement, you might not need to sell any properties. Um, but that means also that the equity you've got in your portfolio, you're not going to use, which is a bit sad. Um, so the last way to do it is, is a hybrid between the two. And so that means you sell a few properties to clear the debt on others. Uh, and, and generate an income stream from the rent of the property to, to actually suit your need. And as time goes by, as you grow older, you get rid of a property at the time just so that you can cash in that equity on, on, on the part of the, prop, of the the portfolio that's left. And, and then you can go on massive holidays and stuff like that if you need to. Turning his words into actions, Brock practices this four-stage process with his clients. Because of my background in corporate finance, I'm, the, the, the way I, I do my business is by explaining the facts to people and, and then let them make up their mind. I, I try to avoid the hype and all the things saying, sign, sign here quickly, otherwise the property is gone. Because that's, to me, that's not the way to do things. If you wish to connect with Philip Brock and find out more about his successful property investment journey, you can reach out to him through his business. Uh, the, the best way is to jump on our website, which is uh, www.multifocus.com.au. Um, the book is on there and our contact details are on there. So don't hesitate just to um, contact the number there and, um, and ask for me. 
Thank you to Philip Brock, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar, Philip Brock, and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.